You tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome to another issue of Imagine If. That's right, we're here this week talking comic books, as always, because comic books rule the world. It's the greatest thing out there. I mean, Ed, the only reason we had to slice the bread is so we could keep reading the comics. <laughs> That's right. Secret it's, origins. It's hard It's hard to hold a whole loaf of bread while you're reading a comic book, so someone's like, you know what, we should just cut this up. Make partitions and we're good. <laughs> Bam. So you're welcome, world. <laughs> Uh, that's right. This week we don't have a, a challenge for each other yet. We don't. We're not doing any one on ones. We're strictly talking about what we read, what uh, what's new, and uh, what what's going on in the world of comic books. Just to give everybody a little reprieve. So, Chris, what is new on the Spinner Rack this week? Okay, so this week we got a lot more stuff coming at you. Um, I'll start off on the DC comic side of things. He's not a major character, but I feel like something's going to happen. Uh, they've been playing him up in detective comics. Personally, I you know this better than I do. Okay, Anarchy. Has he been on any of the DC TV stuff? DC TV, yes. He was in Arrow. He was in okay. Arrow uh, for a few, uh, a good few episodes. Uh, he, he showed up in, uh, uh, as, a, as, a, as an agent of Damien Dark. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. He's, that makes sense because... Damien Dark's essentially like a Ra's al Ghul type yes. change. Let's overthrow everything, and anarchy is anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. So then, okay, so people are familiar with him. So they're doing Anarchy, the complete series trade paperback. Wow. All of it. His whole miniseries is there. And what's interesting about this, um, I was reading on CBR, they had, I want to say, I think it was like, because the miniseries is maybe like, or the, the, the actual series, I think is like 10 issues. So they cut it early. But the writer and artist were developing a story where basically Anarchy learns he's the son of the Joker. Oh. He's the straight up son. So it's like I think I remember that. he goes to Anarchy or he goes to the Joker and he's like, hey, you know, so it's kind of interesting to see how this plays out. So it's definitely a nostalgia trip. This takes you back to like probably mid 90s, uh, but definitely a worthwhile character. Um, to me, honestly, I, I, I know I pitched this idea at you, but I'm I'm thinking he's like the great foil to Tim Drake. You know, it's yeah, like those two, they came out around the same time. You know, they're they're essentially these guys that look up to Batman, but they take the different methods. And then in true Tim Drake fashion, he kind of ends up making uh, Anarchy like uh, an ally at yeah. one point. Uh, I remember there was a time when like Anarchy was in some kind of weird coma, comatose state, but his brain was still hooked up to a computer and Tim was using that to to help solve crimes. And then in the most recent version, like I think in Detective is where I've, I've been reading Anarchy a little bit, you know, he's... He he kind of supported Tim's like ideal of of change, but then he he's also obviously taken it further. Yeah. So he's one that's like rain it back, buddy, rain it back. Yeah. <laughs> now, out of curiosity, how do you feel this? Because I always think it's neat when they manage to get the villain to come to the good side, but you know sometimes it shouldn't always be that way. Because like for example, and this varies very closely to that character, but Sandman, they reformed him. He joined Silver Sable's uh, Freedom Fighter Squad. He made it to the Avengers. Then, of course, they decide, hey, he's just too damn good a villain, so mm -hmm. they brought him back. Clayface is on that. How do you feel? Like, I think, I, I may be spoiling, and I hope I'm not, but I think Clayface is going back to evil. Maybe it was the annual where it explains the new origin of Clayface, mm -hmm. or, but do you, would you keep him good, or are you okay if they bring him back to bad? Uh, I'm, I'm okay with them bringing him back to bad. I think uh, Clayface belongs over as a villain, but... What they were using him as for a hero, as a reluctant hero, or as a redeeming hero, however you want to put it, I think they were doing a great job with it. Um, him being part of the Tim Drake's Gotham Knights, you know, uh, team, made for an interesting story. He, he, I mean, he, he he was definitely the kind that wanted to redeem himself. So, I definitely I, I agree with that. I thought it was neat, but I, I just feel I like I like positioning the idea that was kind of the, the idea of reform was put on him mm -hmm. but in the end it's like that's not what's in my heart of hearts yeah you know so i think that's neat to play that out mm -hmm. 
and plus, I mean, how many he, different clay faces are there too? That's that's oh the other God. thing. Is I think there's four. I want to say four is the number. Yeah. But yeah, even then, it's like, is it just that guy becomes the one or something like that? Like, I, to me, honestly, I never, I, I would love to put Clayface in Amanda Waller's world. Why is he not being used in Suicide Squad? That's true. He like for a team of espionage villains, that's the villain you need. You know, it's like, hey, we gotta get past security. Not a problem. And then bam. Maybe it's just you, you can't really put a bomb in his head. Like, there's there's no easy way of doing that. Good call, yeah. You know, it's just like, hey, we put this in your head, and like, yeah. there you go, there's your bomb bag. Like, damn it, damn it, Basil, or whoever you are. <laughs> Whichever one you are. Stop doing that. <laughs> These things are expensive. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, so just, just thinking about that. But, yes, uh, check out the anarchy there. Uh, Aquaman 32, they've been putting him in some interesting thir- stories. So this is continuing the arc there, so definitely worthwhile. Um, Batman 39. This is kind of interesting because, and I, I like the way Tom King writes his stuff, but sometimes like there's a serial event going on and then something happens. But that's the beauty of comics. You could mm-hmm. read six comic books and that's six months for us. But in the real world, in the comic, sorry, the comic book world, <laughs> don't let it slip. But in the comic book world, that could only be 30 minutes. You it's know? true. So they had Batman 38, and we can talk about this later, but right now we have Batman 39. So this kind of continues on the Super Friends arc. So parts one and two was where he goes to Lois and Clark and, you know, like, hey, this is what's happening. So this time his journey takes him to Wonder Woman. So how's that going to be? That's kind of interesting because I almost feel like this should be a little bit of a bittersweet issue because I can imagine, you know, like we've, we've, we usually see in the future that it will be Superman with Lois and then she dies because you know she's just human right and then superman usually ends with wonder woman and the wonder woman has found herself more or less attracted to mortals as well steve trevor and even to an extent bruce wayne and it kind of makes sense like while those men would die that's why she would gravitate towards superman Mm -hmm. so should we see that should we see that there's some compassion and not not just like friendship but like you know former love you know because i felt we kind of missed that opportunity with talia so maybe this is where you take that love and you put it in the book well, you know, and I, I, I would agree that, yeah, there's there's there should be some like, hey, you know, I've I've asked Selena to marry me. She's she's the love of my life, uh, you know, and she and at least one, throws Bruce after and that. One, one of the two of them should be like, you know, there's that fleeting moment of well, what could have been. But since New 52 and Rebirth, has, has that ever even made it have they've touched head. on that, I mean yeah. obviously in New 52 Superman and Wonder Woman were together right and then that supposedly didn't happen and now that yeah that never happened and you know has Bruce even even thought of Wonder Woman in that way I mean Ooh. we saw in we see in in metal uh in one of the dark universes him and her were together That's to the true. point where he eventually puts on the helmet of Ares and then that's true. Kills yeah. her, but it was it was all out of love first. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. <laughs> but uh, no, you're right. That's true because honestly, like the Batman Wonder Woman relationship, and even then, it kind of like I always felt bad for her. Like I love JLA. I love that series. It's one of those defining comics. But they kind of started out and they teased the idea of Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Hey, yeah. But then they started building up the Aqua family, so then that idea died. And then it came back to oh, Wonder Woman and Bruce. There we go. And you know that definitely '90s, 2000 era. There was they were the part of the Trinity. I know they they flirted with that. And then the animated series took that ball and ran with it. They were just like, no, let's do this. You know, and and they did a great couple of episodes. Yeah, having a relationship between them. What's that one issue where? And I know I think it's an annual or something like that where they jump around in time a lot and it's like one one page is in the future one page is in the past and then at one of them it's it's I think it's Hal's wedding and uh, yes. he's like oh we always thought you would be or we always thought Hal would be the last one to get married or something like that yeah. and it's 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 between Bruce, Bruce and, and Hal yeah. yeah. And, and it's Bruce and, and, and Wonder Woman talking, aren't they? And yeah. Like it kind of it's kind of implying the two of them have a relationship. Yeah, it is. Because um, even then, I think didn't it also in that this is Justice League of America Zero. Is that so, what that was? Yeah. This okay. is like Justice League of America Volume Two or Three, the Brad Metzler Meltzer stuff. Okay. And um, yeah, because that was a neat one. Because I remember at one point they go to the future, and I think it was wasn't like Batman essentially crying because it's like Superman died, mm-hmm. and it's like he shouldn't have been. It should have been me. It should have been me. And, and Wonder Woman was there to console and comfort him so yeah so but yeah I, I i hope tom takes advantage of that you know that 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 love that's there that's not necessarily 
you know, it's not going to go anywhere. It's a great pitch idea, but you know, there's great admiration and respect. So I hope to see, you know, a moment of, like you said that the kind of like after it's said, then there's like a fleeting, like, Oh, was you he, know, was that, was that, that, that issue too, where you see uh Bruce on paradise Island, like being one of the only men to ever be on paradise. Island, like he's having dinner with a uh, wonder woman and, I would, I would assume Hippolyta. Yeah, it might be. I'd have to go back and check, you know, because that's not ringing any bells. But I do remember seeing something like that with like, why is he on the island? Right. You know? And it's like, whoa, guys aren't here, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. All right. So, yes, definitely pick up Batman 39. Um, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, issue three <laughs> of six. I am kicking myself for not giving these IDW DC crossovers more credit. Um, I mean, you know, IDW, IDW is basically where your action figures go to die, you know? And I don't say that in a mean way, but I say it in a jest because it's like, you know, what do we like about back to the future? It's not necessarily doc and Marty. It's the, the DeLorean, right? You know, what do we like about power Rangers? The Megazord, you know, the, the transformer, you know, these big mechs, these cool vehicles, these wild scenarios. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's another, you know, just great team of awesome people, cool concepts, great icons. And when they were going to cross over with Batman the first time, I was like, eh, you know, maybe, but I missed out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I should go by and sh- go back and get the trade. But I do like this idea that they're really playing up, like, I think Bane and Rachel Ghoul, or either Rachel Ghoul is part of the first one, but they're really playing up the idea with Bane. And it's kind of neat because, yeah, how cool could that be? Like, how how much is the, the, the secret of the ooze and the mystery of the venom? Like, what yeah. if that stuff comes together? What does it make, you know? True. Do you, do you put some of that, that in Shredder? Do you put some of that in uh, Scar and make them even more wicked crazy, you know? And, and just the idea of looking at the turtles and the robins, you know, it's just, it's kind of cool stuff. So I... I regret missing out on this young fun that's in comics right now. So do yourself here. Pick it up. If you can get the back issues, do it. Um, I know for the first one, well, there's actually three team-ups. So it's funny that this is the third one, and they call it two. But there's the first one, which basically would be like comic books. The second one is animated series. Mm. And the third one is back to comics. So probably get the trades. It's safer. It's easier. It's cheaper. So does that mean that since... I don't know in the book itself because I'm not reading it, but uh, I, I would assume that they it's not like Batman traveling to another world. It's actually the turtles and Batman exist in the same world. I imagine so. I think it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, in the Gotham City sewers. You know, so then, bam. but we know that in the origin of uh, the turtles, that that's part of the origin of Daredevil. Yep. So all three exist in the same world? I am okay with that. <laughs> I am totally... I, I encourage this. Joe, get on that. <laughs> um, but it is funny that they do it because that's kind of how those crosses crossovers have always been. Right. You know, like I, I have looked at some of the Batman Daredevil ones and one of my favorites, they actually had it that Matt Murdock and Harvey Dent went to law school together. Oh, that makes sense. And it's sense. like, that's, that's pretty damn cool. You know? <laughs> so they have had that play. So it's like, hey, why not? Let's 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 do this, you know. So, I am totally up for that. I, I hope in issue four we see this red stick come out of nowhere and hit somebody, and then bam, final page ender Matt Murdock's there, and he's like Leonardo, and they're like Matt, and then boom, and then five and six go to town. Please. And that's where IDW comes in. They're like, we're here to to be the playground for both companies yep. to come and we'll, come share. We'll get you all to come back. <laughs> that would be awesome. The bigger amalgam universe. No beautiful stuff. <laughs> Uh, then we get a side of Optimus Prime pull up. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, okay, this one might be worthwhile. Batman White Knight. This book came out of nowhere, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's its own. Basically, the way I look at this is let's take Batman Returns, put about eight years of selective comic book history into it, and then let that world flourish. And it's actually really neat uh, because, you know, this is Jack Napier. This is the Jack Napier Joker. He's reformed and, you know, he's got a long game. So, of course, everybody's buying it. I mean, like, that's that's the one thing you as the reader have to get past is just like, why the hell are they not arresting him on the spot? Right. But, okay, if you get past that, it's a real neat setup. I've been enjoying this. So this is actually uh, White Knight number three, second print. So a lot of these issues have actually been getting reprinted. So if you're on the collector market, get first prints. If you're looking for a great story, pick up whatever you can. Um, I want to say I think issue four is probably next week. So, you know, it, it's continual. It's a monthly book. I was originally supposed to be six. It's expended to eight. I would wager we're going to get a sequel. Uh, I would even wager if you follow the um, 
if you follow Sean Murphy, because this is a writer artist, if you follow him on Twitter, he's throwing out a lot of cool ideas. So I'm pretty sure we're getting a sequel. So that's definitely a universe that's worth exploring. And again, we don't say Elseworlds, but we've got <laughs> for some whatever reasons. Yep. Um, Dark Knights Metal. So if you're missing out on some issues, we've got some reprints coming your way. Issue one gets a third printing. Issue two gets a third printing, and issue three gets a second printing. So I think we will be getting issue five as the next one. So this should help get you caught up. This is a fun series. You know, this is, again, as I mentioned earlier with Batman and Turtles, that fun of comics. This is because this is the one where we actually had the JLA Megazord, you know, so it's it's fun stuff. It's a little bit trippy. Um, and there's I, I just I, I like that. But I think it's neat to how they even did like you read you've read some of this, right? Mm hmm. Um, I like in Batman, or not, sorry, in um, Dark Knight's Metal number one, when they're in that arena fighting, and then, like, you know, Flash is like, God, I miss when you had that hook for a head. And the <laughs> editor's note is like, see the 90s. You know? I was like, that's cool, because... They're having fun with the comic We books. could get convoluted, or we could just tell you, here, here you go. So, yeah, they are. They're having fun with the comics. Great stuff. Um, let's see. We also have... Green Lanterns number 39. So that continues on the story of Jessica and Simon. Um, I feel bad because I really like Sam Humphreys. He's a great writer. But I'm kind of losing touch with those characters. So I think this book might be... This might be one of my first rebirth books that I'm dropping. Mm. And I state this because every book I've picked up so far, I've stayed with. Rebirth has been fantastic, but it's just it's hard to justify, you know, twice a month for a book that I'm not really enthralled with. Yeah. So this to me is something where I would say you need to do a crossover soon or maybe take, you know, because you got Simon and Jessica in one book. Then you got Hal, Guy, John, Kyle and the rest of the GLC in another book. Yeah, we might need to do a little flip flop. <laughs> you know? So that's that's something I would think about. Um, Injustice 2, issue 18. This is the print stuff. This, I, issue 17 was rough. Issue 18 was like, okay, take a deep breath. Issue 19 is going to be hard as well. <laughs> um, are you okay with spoilers? Because I know we don't talk about this. I, I always tell you about it. I always yeah, send yeah. you little clips. No, that's fine. So fans, if you don't mind, this way we can get some honest reactions on the spot. So I want to say issue 17 deals with Batman putting on his snow Batman costume, so it's the white one. Mm -hmm. So him and his team, they break into the Fortress of Solitude. While they're in there, we discover Mom, Pa, Kent are still alive. So, hey, great, we're getting some people back. This is awesome. Um, then they manage to go into the Phantom Zone, so they, they sneak in there. And I thought this was kind of neat because essentially Plastic Man gets the spotlight on this. So it's like, okay, his son Offspring... Him and they've kind of locked into each other and they're stretching out further and further. So when Plastic Man's in there, it's just a neat tour de force of like, look at this character, look at this character. They actually show him parrots at one point. Oh, wow. And he's like ranting and raving like, I'll destroy your world. And then Plastic <laughs> Man's like, okay, have you seen a guy who looks like Superman but younger in a black shirt and red symbol? Oh, yeah, he's two levels below. Thanks, you know. So like Plastic <laughs> Man's so cool in this. So he gets down there, he, sees the, he finds the Teen Titans. So you've got Tim Drake in his Red Robin outfit. Um, Superboy, Wonder Girl, Beast Boy, and I think Raven, but no, I don't think it was Raven. Gosh darn it. Starfire. Oh, okay. So I think it was that team. So as they're getting ready to bring them back in, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's lock arms and we're going to walk it through. Then finally they're like, well, we can't all go. And he's like, why? And Superboy, Superboy's eventually basically got the Mon-El curse. So he got mortally wounded on earth so by putting him into the phantom zone he'll be okay all right so you know it's kind of like well what if you leave him and we go and they're like well we're not going to leave him here by himself so wonder girl opts to stay so they all come in so it's a beautiful moment this is one of the greatest like tim bruce moments out there so when bruce and tim finally reunite you know it's like oh my god uh, you know this is great i'm glad you're back i thought you were dead i missed you and even robin's like do you think or Red Robin? He's like, do you think you could use a Robin? And Bruce is like, more than ever. Mm. And that's so awesome because that could be something that's vital to why. Like, why did Superman get off the deep end? Because he lost Lois. What about Bruce? People forget that Bruce lost Dick. You know, mm -hmm. Dick was killed in the most stupid way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love this book, but if you ever read that issue, yeah, I have read dumb. that issue. Yeah. Um, you know, so Dick is dead. Jason is MIA. I don't think we've seen him yet. No. Um, Tim was banished to the Phantom Zone and nobody but knew. At the, I was going to say, did 
wasn't it if i if i remember correctly didn't they didn't they think that superman killed the teen titans i don't know to be honest with you because i know there was an annual and they did a story where how they got there and it basically was superman that sent them okay but i don't know if that became public knowledge or if it just stayed until it was necessary for now okay so that's a tough call um yeah, but but finally him giving Tim back, it was like a moment of hope, and it's a great moment, and then it is just shattered because all of a sudden, right out of Tim's heart, you see two lasers pop right out, oh. two red ones, and you're like, that's heat vision, and there's Zod, and he's like, I'm oh. back. Oh, it's Zod. Yeah, so then Bruce just takes it to another level. He, he busts out the kryptonite fear gas. He hits Zod with it. He's wearing his big mech, and then like we see this moment of like from Zod's point of view, and it was really cool because it's basically his fear. So his fear is Superman beating the shit out of him and telling him the truth. You're just a xenophobe. You're a dying race. Let it go. And it was like, wow, <laughs> you know, like this is insane. Um, and then it does get to a point where even Bruce finally, no, I'm sorry, Bruce didn't do it. So a, a Mazo comes in. Mm. So Rachel Ghoul. Uh, Gorilla Grodd and several other earthy type villains have made their own team. And they're like, yeah, if Superman could do what he did to this world, we don't want Zod here. Mm -hmm. So Amazo just flies up, punches Batman off, grabs Amazo and um, or sorry, grabs Zod and just twists his head clear off. Wow. And like kind of looks at Batman and flies away with the head. <sighs> so the body falls. Now this is where Batman takes it to another level. So, he gets the body, puts it in ice. Tim is, well, Jonathan Kent said, give me the boy. So he took him. So I think we're going to get Tim back. I hope. Why, why would Jonathan Kent be able to bring back Tim? Because, <sighs> well, you know, one of two things. He isn't Jonathan Kent. Like maybe he's a robot okay. to pacify and soothe Clark. Right. Or maybe he's like, hey, I was killed. I know how to bring your guy back. Yeah, I mean, he's you also know. been stuck in the Fortress of Solitude for so long. Maybe he knows yeah, some he secrets. Some There's stuff. some technology there. Yeah. I could, I could, I could get, I could get behind that. But yeah, just in the just, panel, it looks off. Yeah, John you know? Kent being like, I could save the boy. Like, what? How? How would you be able to say? I mean, I'm going to stand in front wrong. of a tornado and wave you off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't get me wrong. You know. Uh, uh, Pa Ken is pretty awesome and stuff. Hey, have you seen him he's, fix he's, a tractor? He's a great, he's a great <laughs> farmer, but medical school, I don't remember him going to. Yeah, that was uh, one of the hidden issues. <laughs> but um, so I have hope for Tim. Uh, it's slim though, but I am very excited. So, anyways, um, they bring Connor back in, and this was a sad moment too. So they're wheeling Connor in, and Bruce goes. Well, okay, so this bounces all over the place. Forgive me. So Batman finally comes back into the city. And he goes to the hospital room where Ted Grant is. And Ted Grant's at like his lowest ebb. And then Batman's like, screw it. Unplugs him. And oh. everybody's like, what are you doing? And he's like, trust me. And of course, Ted dies. And then Ted is born. You know, and it's like, what? And he's like, well, I, I don't want you to. Uh, I don't want you to die but i need you now so he essentially took one of his lives because mm -hmm. of course with ted grant being the wildcat he has nine cats lives have nine lives so that must be the thing and i'm cool with that you know so ted helps bruce find dr charles mcniter so dr midnight's in the series <laughs> i was so happy but i'm so sad because i do love dr midnight but i'm a fan of peter cross right. so i was like oh so i've asked tom taylor i'm hoping he'll say I was like, hey, maybe we can get a, a second of medical opinion or another pair of hands out there. You know? Now, the the nine lives thing that was introduced in um, John's JSA or uh, Robinson's JSA. It I know it was brought up in that era, but I think it actually exists a little bit before that. Does it? I think so. I want to say I think Chuck Dixon gets the credit for that. In oh, one okay. of those little. Batman Wildcat miniseries because okay. it's kind of like how are you still from alive. this era and still this strong and it's like I got my ways <laughs> yeah, but they definitely kept that so that's awesome um, but anyway so yeah so now they got Dr. Midnight they come in and there's a real neat moment with Dr. Midnight and Harley Quinn because she's going to help him do surgery on Superboy because well, she's last, a doctor yeah so the last time Harley helped surgery it was worse so at least there's a nice little comical because oh, Lois um, Harley and Joker they did the surgery that put the bomb, bomb in, in her head, in, yeah, in her chest. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so sorry. The, that's the background on that. So it was a neat moment where she's like, "Just tell me what to do, but make sure you say stat a lot." <laughs> and you could see Doctor McKnighter being nervous, like, "Okay, I, I need that syringe." 
stat. stat. <laughs> and she smiles, you know, so that's a cool one. So basically, they're going into surgery because they're going to take Zod's heart and put it into Connor, do the heart transplant. Connor? Connell. Oh, oh, so that he can come out of the yeah, Phantom so Zone? so he can come out of the Phantom Zone. Oh, okay. And so the, 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 I believe, but the bittersweet moment was as he's coming out of the Phantom Zone, he's weak, and he's like, hey, Bruce, where's Tim? And he's like, oh, I got him on a mission. He's like, oh, he, he said you'd be there. He said you he needed you, so this is great. And he's like, yeah, just stay strong. And then they wheel him off. And then Wonder Girl's like, why did you do that? And he's like, he's already weak. We need him to have hope during the surgery. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay. Um, this book, this book, man, my God. Sometimes it's better than the real DCU. <laughs> and then sometimes it's just too much. But Tom Taylor, thank you. You, you are know what it is? Killing and I have to say it's probably because, you know, it's it's – it's all one story. Like instead yes. of having to go through so many different issues or different characters and stuff like that, it's just one continuous story where you see everybody, and that 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 just probably makes it great. Oh, it does. It's it's the DCU comic book. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to go buy the Doctor Midnight one shot. I didn't have to go buy Birds of Prey. I just buy one book. It's all there and everything like that. Have they done any one shots off off of the Injustice? Uh, no, they usually just keep it like, at first it was all serialized, year one, year two, year three. Mm-hmm. They would do an annual for each year. Okay. Um, and now it's all just Injustice 2. Right. So I think it's just going to be straight issues. There's no more like year one year and so on. Okay. Yeah. So that book has been fantastic. So print issue 18 will be out there. And if my math is correct, 18 times two is 36. So this will be digital issues, 35 and 36. Mm -hmm. So do yourself a favor, read digital issues, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37 and 38. And you'll be at the moment and they're just deep. Holy cow. Something else. Uh, anyways, continuing on, justice league issue 37 is out this week as well. Um, I kind of feel like I should jump back on Justice League. I don't know. So they're playing with some really... uh, Christopher Priest is on the book, and he loves to do a lot of meta-commentary and stuff like that. So we're dealing with a story arc called Justice Loss. So basically, this is the Justice League versus the public. So it's not looking good because it's kind of... This is almost like some Squadron Supreme stuff where it's like, Mm. who are you gods to tell us what to do and live our lives, you know? And by the way, you're causing all this damage and you don't fix it. (laughs) So who who holds you accountable? So this might might be a trade one for me. Uh, Nightwing 37 is also out. A trade paperback called Superpowers by Jack Kirby will be released. This is... So Superpowers is a comic book title that we probably more associate with the toy line. So this was comic books developed for a toy line. So everybody's like, oh, look at Secret Wars. Yeah, this idea beat that by almost at least five to eight years. Wow. Um, They're probably horrible just because whenever you have one person on a book, it's sometimes rough. Jack's (laughs) a great artist, but he wasn't a great writer. But anyways, this is a lost collection, so it's going to put all those back issues there. So if you want to see some amazing Jack Kirby art, superheroes fighting Darkseid, and what's neat about these, again, is since it's not DCU proper, the stories can get a little bit deeper. They can count a little bit more. And I think that's another reason why Injustice works as well, because it's not DCU proper. So it's like, yeah, we can't kill Tim Drake here. Sure, go for it. We yeah, don't we can we can we can tweak it a little bit, and especially since this is, I mean, it's not just not DCU proper. It's also the Injustice world, which is kind of influenced a little bit by um, the nature of the video game. The video game, well, the yeah. video game company. What's uh, Konami? I don't know. That's not my. That's no, not my realm. Midway. Whatever. Yeah. Nether Realms. That's what Nether the video Realms. game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. So you can like, because I remember that's when they did the Mortal Kombat versus Justice League video game. Like they couldn't have any of the fatalities because yeah, you yeah. don't you don't ha- you don't show Superman killing. Well, they're like, okay, with our next game, let's go ahead and uh, make it so that we can. Hey, I know. Let's make it called called call Injustice, and these are this isn't exactly Superman. It's it's a regime Superman, and he can kill. So that's yep. cool. Yep. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That rule made one of the best things out there. This is going to be the comic book of the week for me. So Super Sons issue 12. Uh, we're finally getting the conclusion to the Super Sons of Tomorrow. Every book was weekly and they had the skip week, which made it that much harder. <laughs> so we're finally getting the epilogue. I am. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if we're going to get a new team out of this. Is this where we get Connor back? Or are we going to see future Connor go back to the future? But now we're going to be aware of his presence. I don't know. Uh, the last part, which I think was Superman 38. I kind of felt sad with the reunion between Connor 
Kent and Clark Kent. It wasn't so much. I mean, yes, there's a moment where Superman's worried about his son and Connor flies right up next to him. He's like, well, what can I do to help? That's cool on Connor's part, but it was kind of sad that it's like, you know, like, I know you, you're, you're, you know, and then even Connor could have been like, yeah, you're responsible for my being here. See, and, you know, that's that's kind of the sad thing is that I think when the comic books that, you know, we read, Superman and Connor – uh, or at the time, just Superboy. Yeah. You know, they were they were close. They, you know, they it was part of the family that that Clark always wanted. You know, he wanted he wanted other Kryptonians, and and even though this was a clone of him, uh, so to speak, he, he still wanted to teach him and and be like, hey, you you can learn, and and be uh you know be like me or grow up you know be a great hero, but uh I think with the Young Justice cartoon really did a disservice to that well maybe it did alienate their their relationship yeah, it made it made it so that clark was like no i, I this I can't guy, accept him i yeah. can't accept him yeah he's kind of a freak which then you could see that influenced the new 52 when that when they created the superboy there yeah and then true. and then rebirth it was like well we don't even have superboy so uh i feel like that's where that comes from and that's unfortunate but hopefully it makes it so that they can do some better stories with, with the character. I hope so. They need to, because you're, you're missing out on a whole, there's two generations of heroes missing the JSA, the great golden age. Mm -hmm. And then the nineties with your uh, young justice. Yeah. Your sidekicks from that, that, that era. I mean, yes, I know we have Tim Drake, but where's Bart, where's Cassie, where's Connor, you know, they they need, and even when we want to, I should be saying where's Connors. Yeah. Connor Hawk is another great character. Which is only existing in justice now. Yeah. You know, um, and actually, I do have to strike the record. Um, Superman 39 ties in that. So we get two parts. So it was supposed to be weekly, oh. but those two got bumped back. So Superman 39. So when you go get that issue of Super Sons Tomorrow 12, also pick up the uh, 39. Superman 39. And if I remember my numbers correctly, forgive me if, if, I, if I screw this up, but there's a beautiful um, variant cover set. Uh, Dustin, I always say is like Nguyen. 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 So he did this connecting cover. So it's obviously going to be more Damien, Robin, and Con, uh, Jonathan Superboy. Mm-hmm. But it's just beautiful black and white with splashes of red, yellow, and blue. Wow, it's a connecting variant. And I think it's Super Sons 11 and 12. I'm almost tempted to pick it up. I mean, hmm. it's just beautiful art. They're not characters I care about, but wow, that is something else. So yeah, go get Super Sons 12. Go get Superman 39. Get a lot of tissues. And I hope it's a beautiful Wednesday. <laughs> so do you think that, okay, so, you know, in the original, not the original, but like more in the golden age of Superman and Batman, you know, the two of them weren't at at arms with each other all the time. They were more of a, 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 a duo themselves, right? Right. They were, they were buddies. They were pals and stuff like that. Then you get, uh, I don't know, how were they in Silver Age? Were they, were they still buddies or were they more... Like you, you do your thing, I do my thing. Because I know I would, by the time you get to the modern age, that's kind of what they are. I would say in the Silver Age, they were definitely buddies. You know, because there were moments, you know, the cheesy stuff where it's like, "Hey, I need you to dress up like Batman so I can go do this," or "I need you to," you know, they would swap secrets. It felt like, "Hey, I'll be at the Batcave anytime I want," or "I'll be at the Fortress of Solitude anytime I want." You know, things like that. Like, hey, Mr. Mixelplick's bugging me. So is Batmite, you know, <laughs> things like that. So I definitely felt that's where we got the chum era where they were buddies. Uh-huh. But then the 80s, and I know, actually, I know that for a fact because I remember watching an interview, uh, Frank Miller, when he did um, The Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Returns. I think it was Dick Gordiano called him up and he's like, you fucking bastard. You broke Superman and Batman's friendship. How could you? Like, they were just so pissed about that. and Because, yeah, because it was like the golden age. It was like, well, we acknowledge each other. We didn't do much. Because honestly, that's crazy when you think about it. And you see all these covers of World's Finest Comics. They're together, but they didn't. They were just, it was cover art. Right. They never met. And right. And so it really wasn't until the Silver Age that we got that fantastic world they had. But then the 80s broke it. And then we saw, you know, the, you know sometimes they're good buddies. Sometimes they're not. Yeah, and it's more of a, a Batman. Mutual respect. But that's yeah, it, mutual yeah. respect. Batman can use him for whatever tools he needs and stuff like that. So... What you got with Tim and Connor... That's the first real connection of the family. I was going to say, yeah, yeah that's that's the old call. Silver Age connection between Batman and Superman. Like yeah. th- Their friendship is what actually brought it together. And then now with Rebirth, you have you have Batman and Superman both having sons. Right. Like They are kind of more like the, the, the Playdate dads. You know, it's the, that's true. You know, we don't really... We don't have a lot in common, but 
our our kids are getting together and let's let's hang out kind of thing. We can both talk about baseball, you know, kind of thing. But that's it's what I it, that's how how I've come to see like Tim and Connor's relationship is like th- this is the Silver Age Superman and Batman. Like they they are teammates. They 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 look after each other. They're best friends. Yeah. kind of thing so yeah no i like that. that's a good analogy that's true i didn't really think about it because honestly i guess post-christ superman never really had a family until the death of superman mm-hmm. he didn't have many people so and uh, i like that connection how tim and and connell got together and became really good friends about it and my last dc pick would be wonder woman conan number five and the only reason I bring this up, I haven't been reading it. I don't know if it's a good story. It's not something that's on my radar. <laughs> but I find it funny that Marvel just announced, we have Conan. We're going to do all kinds of Conan books. And if I remember correctly, I think the tease art even shows Conan and like Hulk and Wolverine. So it's like, whoa, they might put Conan in like modern Marvel. I don't know. So wow, I just found that funny that like scoops, we're taking this character back. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I mean, Conan's always been that way. He's. He's definitely been one of those characters that bounces back and forth. I wonder if he's a he's a public domain character. Like he might be old enough, yeah, that yeah. maybe it's just like, well, okay. I don't know. Yeah, we could yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of characters bouncing around, so I'm going to jump over to Dynamite Entertainment, and this one's obviously a personal pitch because it's Will Eisner's The Spirit. So Will Eisner's The Spirit, The Corpse Maker, issue five. The Corpse Maker. Yeah, so lately and this makes sense for the spirit. Make him a serial character, don't don't try to be like, let's put out a monthly book. It's not going to work. So let somebody build up a miniseries and then do something like that. So they've done that two times, and it's actually done really well. Uh, they did a 12-issue miniseries for the 75th year. Great, fantastic stuff. Then they followed up with this one, The Spirit, The Corpse Maker. Um, and that was basically just a neat, dark, nor detective style story. Uh, because Francisco Francavella, he's actually done some detective comics work. Uh, he's got great... His cover, his art's recognizable. Like, it's beautiful stuff. So he was going to do a solo spirit book. Five issues. And then the next series was going to be Green Hornet Meets the Spirit. Um, Green Hornet Meets the Spirit came after and finished. Mm. So this one definitely got plagued with shipping issues. So we're finally getting the conclusion. So if you did listen to me and you bought it, I'm sorry that it derailed, but I'm glad it's back on track. (laughs) So I know I'm excited because honestly, like, I bought these and I saved them because I want to read it in one sitting and it's just been bugging me. I'm like, and it was even worrisome because I'm like, did I miss an order? Oh my God. So nope, turns out. So Frank, I, I hope everything's good and I'm glad to see the conclusion. <laughs> uh, let's see. Scrolling through. Then we've got image comics. This might be one to start looking at some more kill or be killed. Uh, I was lucky enough to pick up the first couple of issues. I got the first four. I haven't read them, but I know there's been a lot of buzz about this, and I think this is either coming to television or Hollywood. Uh, It's definitely an interesting concept. It's basically, I would phrase it, it's almost like a street-level Ghostwriter Punisher. So it's like you have this fighting ability, and if you win, you don't die, but you got to kill someone. So it's like, okay, well, if that's what I'm dealing with, I might as well take it out on scumbags. Hmm. So it seems kind of interesting. I, I may be, I may be saying that, phrasing it wrong, thinking of it in a better day, but I, you know, that sounds kind of interesting. So it's, it's definitely striking. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Brewbaker's on that. So he's definitely been, he's worth the money. So I would say, you know, go out there, pick up the first trade if you like it. Then your issue 15 is coming out this Wednesday, so you got plenty of reading ahead of you. Let me ask you something. I know you haven't. You haven't jumped onto Marvel yet, right? Not yet, no. But uh, if so, who 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 are the members that are on the Avengers team? Like the proper Avengers team right now? Right now, I well, think it's Falcon, right? He's the yes, leader. Yes, I would say he's he's your leader. And then you got is he Falcon or is he Captain America still? Well, right now he's Falcon. He's back to being Falcon. Okay. Yeah. So you got Falcon. Um, you got Thor, but Jane Foster, Thor. Um, maybe Hercules. I think I think he's part of that team. Iron Man, but so, Iron Man's in a coma, so maybe Iron. I don't know who my Avengers <laughs> are. Well, because it's tough because we just had um, last week was the big Avengers No Surrender, and so they basically put all the books together. But truth be told, because it's Mark Wade's Avengers run, and I'm sorry, I love Mark Wade, but I just haven't been feeling Avengers. Mm. You know, it's not like oh here we go. I'm buying the damn book, but I'm not reading it. <laughs> the I mean the what I was gonna the question I was trying to get to was that. If you were to go in, like, if so, Marvel was, who, who's the, oh, C.B. Sibolsky come up to you right now, and he was like, hey, I need a new West Coast Avengers book. Who would you put on the team? What's my number? Five. Five people. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. 
The original team was Hulk. Uh, oh, the, giant the classic man. one. Yeah, yeah, you had five to start, and then you picked up Cap. So that's six. It's usually six, but it did technically start with five. So give me six. All right. So I am taking. I want Hawkeye because he's he's West he's Coast gotta, Rangers. He's got to be the leader of it. He just wants that leadership ability. So I'm taking Hawkeye. Um, plus, that's the thrill of West Coast yeah. Avengers. But would it be Clint? Could you put you could put Kate because she's already over in the West Coast. This is very and true. And that's that's got the legacy. It's got Hawkeye as the leader or as a member of the West Coast Avengers. I'm gonna steal that. Okay. Thank you. I'm gonna steal that because then my second arc is gonna be Clint's reaction to like what the. <laughs> <laughs> I like you that. Know, so I want Kate. So I'm gonna pick up Wonder Man and Beast just because I want that. So okay. That gives me my heavy hitter, my science ability. Plus Hollywood. Yeah. You know uh, Wonder Man. You know, they're, they're from over there. Hollywood. Um, I want I want She-Hulk, so I'm gonna bring her out to the West Coast. So she's your legal. She's gonna help him out with stuff like that. And I think I want to go with the Jessica Drew Spider Woman, but I kind of feel bad because I lose my field leader, but I gain her because she's kind of become the new Madam Web. Oh, okay. So she might be my mystical one. So I think I'll pick her up in that regard. But part of the arc is definitely going to get her back to being a street fighter again. Okay. So I think that would be the five I'd take. Who's number six? Oh, that's right. Okay, I get six. Um, let's see. What am I lacking? Who's your Captain America at the end of the first issue or Ooh, whatever? He's yeah, like, okay, good call. Pull so him out of the ice. Who's the, who's the Avenger or who's the, the mainstay character that just, holy holy hell. I'll give, you, I'll give it to you. Uh, and you don't have to take him, but I, I would like it. Just they, they find him in a closet. It's fucking uh, Jim Hammond, tor- Human Torch, like the robot, just chilling out somewhere. There is history with Jim because uh-huh. he actually, that was Avengers West Coast was the book where they finally settled the whole, like, is the Vision the Human Torch? Are they the same Oh, body? yeah, yeah. So that actually has some great history, so and, I'll take it. And wasn't Camp, Camp Hammond in on the West Coast? Wasn't it in California? I always felt like it was mid Mid mid, uh, where they trained all the young Avengers yeah. or the not they, the young, well, the, the, the young the, heroes, the young know. heroes for the initiative. Yeah. I always felt it was uh, just like in the middle of the continent, but Somewhere. I could be wrong. Okay, but yeah, no, I'll take I'll take Jim because he's got some good history with that book. What happened to I, mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but what happened to California after New TN? Like you know how the uh, oh, mutants were yeah, using yeah. California as their base of operations during Empire Secret Empire. It kind of seems like New Tien or Tien, however you pronounce it. It. I don't know if it even exists because i was reading okay so i'm reading phoenix resurrection and conveniently all the telepaths are out of the call right and mm-hmm. so they, they even say it in the book that way so they're like okay we know someone so they go to emma frost and i think in the i think i might remember in the little caption box where it's saying new tn and it's like oh okay because like beast is back with the main avenger or right. x-men again so it's like okay so he must have left the island or whatnot so i almost kind of because it's almost like even like is utopia just sitting out there yeah you probably know? so utopia and then 200 Outside meters of, west yeah. is new tian and yeah. stuff like that so it's it's basically yeah it's like oh it's just the white queen's hideout and a couple <laughs> of mutants live there so it's an abandoned apartment complex basically <laughs> so yeah that's kind of what i see it as but no i like that i'll take jim i think he's a good sixth man for that team um, because he can give me some robotics as well, so that'd be nice. And plus, he's he's got a great power set. Yeah, right there. There we go. I like this. We'll we'll, we'll co throw out <laughs> the uh, the Avengers West Coast, the so, all new. Or I think we should stay away from that. <laughs> I don't think all new helped. <laughs> no, no. But uh, so there you go, CB. You we heard it here first. We we got a, a new team for you. <laughs> yeah, we want some legacy, and and we we I like that dynamic. I really like how you took it as Cassie. Is it Cassie Hawk, Hawkeye? No, Kate. Kate, wrong, wrong young archer girl. Right. Kate, we have Kate right there, and I like that because I just can't wait to see, like, you know, while this whole Avengers No Surrender is going on and Clint's thinking he's the man, then have the, the classic baseball basketball issue. But I want Clint to sit down to read the newspaper because he just seems like the kind of guy who would just do that. Like, <laughs> I don't believe in these tablets or computers. I want to read the newspaper. And he's, you know, he's like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> I didn't authorize that. So I think that'd be perfect, you know. That's where uh, Hawkeye could come in with his Revengers team and be like, no, <laughs> I'm going to occupy this and shut it down. That's right. I've occupied it. Yeah. Nice. Good deal. Uh, all right. Let's see here. So going into the Marvel Comics side of stuff. So we will get Amazing Spider-Man Venom Incorporated Omega number one. There's way too many titles in that book right there. Yes. But <laughs> I will tell you what. I kind of. I So I collect Spider-Man and. Um, like, I, you know, so I was like, ah, oh, damn, they're going to have this crossover. 
all right, fine. You know, what do I got to buy to keep my books in order? But it's actually been pretty good. I mean, yes, could it have been shorter? Yes, it could have just been the Alpha, the Venom issue, the Spider-Man issue, and then the Omega had been done. You know, but it's actually pretty cool because it's the the third Venom, the one who restarted the book recently. The I don't know, I can't think of his name, but so obviously the symbiote left him. It went to Flash. It left Flash. It went back to Eddie. But the third guy can still kind of control some stuff. Gargan, not Matt Gargan. Um, Oh, but that's right. I forgot Matt was a was a Venom. But he's actually kind of going back more there. I think they kind of reestablished a Scorpion again, which okay. I like. I always thought that was a cool villain. That's So, I mean, I don't read. I, I haven't picked up any Venom books in a very long time. And I'm talking about like a really long time. Other than that, that, uh, that one issue they just had was like a 300 issue or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. they had the big anniversary issue. But uh, it seems like I when I was looking at previews, it's like there was... Edge of Venomverse, and there yep. was Venomverse, and now there's Venom Incorporated. It seems like we've been having crossovers for Venom for the last three years. And there's going to be more. Well, the movie's the movie, coming out, so yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, I mean, they're going to have Venom crossover with X-Men Blue. And, like, it's the same thing. It's going to be a crisscross back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, really? I was going to say, I, I thought I read somewhere that um, Jamie Maddox is going to be getting the Venom symbiote. Oh, that's news to me. The multiple so, yeah. man, yeah, multiple yeah. man Venom. Like, he should get Carnage. That would be a good way to play that one. See, but then that makes me think because, like, when multiple man, when he when he multiplies himself or mul- or splits himself or whatever his you call dupes. it, yeah, he duplicates himself. He also duplicates his clothes. Yeah. So if he's wearing the the symbiote and he duplicates himself, does he make a whole new symbiote spawn? Oh, that's a good question. That's scary. That is, because if somebody figures that out, it's like, yeah, Carnage could just be like, Cletus, hold on one second, <laughs> jump on multiple and make five dupes. And it's like, that was a hell of a lot easier than me giving birth. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, and they're me. <laughs> but then, like, if a, if a multiple man dies, if one of his dupes dies, it just turns to, to dust and then becomes part of his memory again. Yeah, because it all kind of folds back in. So, eh, I don't, Well, there's the resolution to your story. You do that you, you, because you, you're having Madrax is going to get his own film. You have Venom. That's your peanut butter and your chocolate. <laughs> so we have that where, you know, they decide, hey, let's do this. Let's, you know, maybe that's what happens. Venom realizes that because he wants to give the symbiote also because I guess there was a girl Venom as well. I think so. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, that's who Michelle Williams is going to be playing. Uh, yeah. The, well, she, she like Venom a, or lady, lady Venom or something like that. Well, So, okay. There's another Lady Venom. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because she's a younger girl and I think she's got like a Hellspawn power or something like that. Because she was the one, she's female, but she kind of had like the, the mohawk on her symbiote. Because she was carrying the, yeah, I guess I should learn names. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there was another girl. But I could see kind of Eddie being like, well, let me help her out. And mm. maybe like, hey, let me make another one to give to Flash. Maybe he doesn't want to be anti-Venom, you know, some agent anti-Venom or whatever, you know, uh, AV. Yeah, but so anyways, <laughs> uh, but that could be neat where that's where his intention goes. They put it in there, but then maybe Jamie can't handle the influence of the symbiote. So, yeah, we get all these dupes running around and then, all right, we, we bag the dupes. Punisher comes in because he's another popular character and we'll get a little graphic and we're good. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what you need. Punisher to be in the War Machine outfit with also symbiote powers. Like, oh, good lord. There you go, CB. There's two stories, (laughs) one episode. (laughs) We're not done yet. Um, So, yeah. So, no, but this this crossover has actually been pretty decent. So, But you're right. Venom is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. For a character that I, I would say probably, what? Five years ago was nowhere. Yeah, he was like, oh, or just throw him in thunderbolts. Who yeah. cares? You know, just before Agent Agent Venom became a thing, he wasn't. I didn't remember his character being anywhere. No, he was not. Like once, I honestly felt like when they put the Venom symbiote on Matt Gargan, the character just got lame because it's like, okay, so Eddie Brock is what makes Venom. Nobody really cares about the symbiote because that's why nobody cares about Toxic and Scream and all those other yeah, ones. Yeah, and Bile and yeah. yeah. You know, Cletus is what makes Carnage. That's what sells those things. So once you took Mac out of the equation, or I'm sorry, once you took um, Brock. Eddie out of the, Brock out of the equation, it just made it goofy. Mac's great, but he doesn't have the same struggle. So it's like we lost two great villains for the price of trying to salvage one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad this is changing and coming back. Uh, Avengers issue 676 is coming out. This will be part two of the No Surrender arc. Um, I flipped through part one. It was good. It it made me feel like I was reading an Avengers book I want to read. And it definitely showed me that, yeah, it's like you have the... The new Avengers, you have the 
um, Uncanny Avengers. You have the USA Avengers. So it's kind of like here's all these different fractions of the team. Uh, it opened up, and it was kind of funny because it opened up on Living Lightning, and it's like you know he's he's doing his own thing kind of being like an fbi superhero but then it's like once his beeper goes off he's like oh it must be serious if they're calling me you know <laughs> it's like, i thought that was some funny tongue-in-cheek stuff there so i would definitely say go pick that up that could be worthwhile um we've got champion 16 i promote that only because cyclops is in it i'm not reading it i'm just buying it uh this kind of cracks me up i think this is funny so Marvel, okay, I, I, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gush over trade collections in a moment here, but I do laugh at this one, Deadpool Classic. So it's like, hey, let's get those Deadpool back issues out there, right? So Deadpool Classic Volume Twenty One, they're just collecting the shit out of this dude. So this is DVX. So I've, uh, I think it was Deadpool versus X Men or something like that. Holy cow, that wasn't too long ago. But Volume Twenty One. I'm looking at my shelf where all my X Men masterworks are, and there's like, I think eight for the classic X Men, and then ten for the Uncanny. So the X Men era only has eighteen, but Deadpool's got twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, Doctor Strange issue 384 comes out uh there's some stuff brewing in his book there's something going on with the magic i think they're playing a little bit with loki and norman osborne here so that could be some books to put on your radar and watch out for uh mighty thor issue 703 will be coming out this will be continuing with the death of thor i find it funny because i think they're really going to kill jane foster so when they do kill her they're going to have death of thor variant month I was like, somebody couldn't have come up with a better name for that. Like the celebration of Jane Foster variant cover month. So I just thought about that. So yeah, PR guy, get yourself some help there. <laughs> uh, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man issue 299. This has been a little bit fun. Uh, it's just kind of neat seeing Peter Parker deal with the possible. I, I think Mark Wade meant it to be her sister. I think they're kind of backsliding and saying maybe it isn't his sister. But his sister is back, Teresa Parker. She's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, you know, with the whole fall of Parker and everything, this is kind of neat to see Pete. Pete actually have to be Pete because he can't always retreat into the Spider-Man suit. So Spider-Man's popular right now. Peter Parker, everyone hates him. Uh, people would buy his lunch just to shit in it. So yeah. it's kind of exciting to see him have to deal with these things. So this has been a nice compendium book. Uh, Spirits of Vengeance issue four of five. I like this book. I like what's going on. I just wish the art was a little bit better, but I'm very excited about the story. And I hope this springboards very nicely into the uh, Day of Vengeance, I think it's called, or Damnation, the Damnation, Damnation yeah. event. So I, I, If they're I, smart, yeah. Yeah, they should, they should totally do that. And if you are liking the X-Men, or sorry, the Legion show, there's a trade paperback called X-Men Legion Shadow King Rising. So that's basically probably going to just be the greatest hits of Abdul, whatever his last name is, a.k.a. the Shadow King, and Legion, whatever his name is, something Xavier. <laughs> These two characters that have a whole whopping 15 appearances. Yeah, we're going to put those 15 together and make a trade to sell. Ah. So that could be kind of neat if you want to get some back history on those characters. I don't believe it's relevant to the show, but it could be a fun read. So that's those are some of the highlights that I'm seeing out there on your spinner racks. Okay, a couple of uh, news things I wanted to go over is, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, over at Fox Marvel, they, uh, you know, I don't know if this is, has anything to do with the the, the, the agreement or the, the buyout or the, the, the merger, however you want to say it, but... The good times. <laughs> the uh, a couple, Some of their movie uh, dates have been changed around. So Deadpool got moved from June, the first week in June to the... Third week in May, I believe, something like that. Uh, two weeks after Infinity War comes out, one week before Han Solo comes out. Uh, probably a good move for them, Deadpool, so that, just so that they can uh, ride that wave. Yeah, ride the wave yeah. a little longer. However, uh, should we rename um, the month of May to James Brolin, Josh Brolin? Should we just <laughs> read because I was just thinking about that because it's about like that. you're right. Yeah, you're gonna have Cable and Thanos in the same month, in and the it's same like jeez. Then uh, New Mutants, the movie that they've they've been, they've made, it's 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 a uh, it's done. It's it's a horror movie. It's been it's been um, seen by some test audiences. Uh, they have decided to move that from April of this year to February of next year. It's almost a full year to do reshoots. And That's crazy. From what I hear, it's to make it so it's a little bit uh, scarier because um, they really want to play up this horror thing. Now, the reason I bring that up is because in March. Marvel comic books is going to be putting out a whole series of 
covers that feature variants, yeah, yeah variants that feature the mu- new mutants in this dead souls uh storyline um that's obviously was going to be playing up for the fact that they were yep. going to be having a movie out in april yeah because honestly we don't see anything for fantastic four x-men for no reason at all so you know this was like okay marvel publishing let's try to mend the bridge <laughs> let's 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 do them a solid and now that happens so i wonder if we'll be seeing some retractions here soon where it's like hey Pull the variants, save them, or Ooh. let the variants happen, but pull the story and save it for later. So it looked like what they had was uh, they had Cannonball on the cover of X Cable, which I don't even know what that book is. Is that like a cable book? I know Cable's got his book, but it's just called Cable. But I wonder if maybe they put the X to signify that as part of the X-Men fan. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that would make sense because it's issue 155. So <laughs> I think that sounds right because I think they did the legacy number for Cable. Okay. Uh, then there was Doctor Strange number one, Damnation, which had uh, magic on the on the cover. Good pick, and she should be in that crossover. Actually, that's a that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, we have the Despicable Deadpool number 296 with uh, I want to say his name is Warlock. Is it? The- oh, the Douglock Warlock, Doug the, the yellow yeah. black thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's on the cover of that one. Old Man Logan has, I'm assuming, a cipher. Because there's a bunch of different languages all over the place. It says, I am dead, reborn. Huh. So, I would assume that's cipher. Uh, X-Men Blue, number 23, has uh, Wolfsbane on it. And then X-Men Gold, number 23, has Danny Moonstar. And X-Men Red, number 2... I don't know who that is, unless that's supposed to be Legion. It's got it's it's got the 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 classic blue and yellow suit, and he's got he's holding his hands to his head, and half of his face is kind of like blurring out. I think that would be Legion because that kind of almost uh, that makes me think of like Bill Sankowitz when he would draw that art like that. He'd he'd have that like it's going into the astral plane, yeah, kind of thing, so, yeah. yeah. So I, I I didn't know Legion would was part of the New Mutants. I think he was. I think he was. I think that's actually the book that may have set him into his coma. Because basically it's like, oh, where was Legion during like the late 80s and 90s? Uh, Coma. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were, they were putting out everything for the, for the the big push for the movie. And I, this, this has obviously got to throw them off a little bit with the, with the, 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 yeah, because the, now change. you know your publishing side is like well the push was for the comic books because of the movie so if we don't have that influx because I remember I remember one time I was I was helping out at the comic shop and you know trying to kind of talk to customers and I was looking at one guy I was like hey you read a lot of X-Men um, what do you think about this new upcoming New Mutants and he's like what's New Mutants <laughs> and it cracked me up because I'm like if you read X-Men and you don't know what the New Mutants are so he must have been a newer fan I'll give him that but it's like New Mutants is not necessarily they don't sell. Um, I almost feel like they're. I you know. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't mean to interrupt you. It's just that, like, I I would never probably buy a New Mutants book, but I do like the New Mutants separately. Like when they're <laughs> in other things. Like Cannonball is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Danny Moonstar also a great character, but I've never read an actual New Mutants book. Yeah, they're not compelling enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just like they're neat team. when they have their guest appearances. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, that's cool. I like the concept. But it's like I'm not liking it enough to come over and shell out for it. And obviously know? these are these are just variant covers. They're not in yeah. they're not uh they don't implicate or no. They don't No, they don't affect the book they're they in. They don't affect the book they're in because the the issue of X cable with Cannonball on it, but Cannonball is over on the US agents US Avengers team. I believe so. Last yeah. I, I I remember seeing him or well, Sunspot I know is, and but like, Sunspot and Cable are buddies, yeah. so it makes sense that he's over. Oh, there. you mean uh, Cannibal? Cannibal. There you go. Yeah. What did I say? It's cable. Yeah, that's okay. Well, little known fact, I think we've talked about this before, but Cannonball, he was the leader of the New Mutants, right? Right. So the premise was when they introduced Cable, because the X offices weren't talking. So at the time, there's little baby Christopher, which is the son of Cyclops. Right. We don't know what we're gonna do with him. We introduced this character of Cable. The original pitch was that was going to be Cannonball from, from the, future? the future to come wow. back to better train them. But then, of course, in all the zaniness of it all, they were just like, ah, you know, we're getting rid of the baby. Let's make the baby be Cable. And there we go. Well, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, originally Cable would have been Cannonball. Crazy. <laughs> so yeah, whatever they end up doing, if they end up making um, new variants for when for January of next year, when the month before New Mutants comes out, then then that's what happens. You do movie variants, you know. Um, you, you hold back, but I would almost say because this comic that's coming, I would almost say bag it and make it a mini, and then wait, and then when the movie's coming, 
you know, do the right launch the the series from the miniseries, and that way you could kind of get two number ones, mm-hmm. and then see if you can spread that out. That's at least the pitch I would say. I would say you know take the, you know, if you can delay one month, so that pushes it from February to March, you know, and then if you do six months, that puts you in September. So I would try to ask them to say, is there any way you could extend this from a six to an eight, so that we were in November. And then put the rest on it and then get your trade ready to launch with a brand new number one in time for the movie. There you go. That's what I would say. Yeah. Hey, CB. Yes. We got, we got more, three. more <laughs> ideas for you. Uh, okay. Uh, last storyline. Last story I want to talk about was uh, the big one. The one that we've been talking about a lot since the news came out that he was coming over to DC Comics. The fact that this guy moved, we've been talking a lot about. He hadn't done anything yet, but we've been talking about it. I was like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis has announced, or DC Comics has announced, I don't know if it's a group effort or what, but they've announced where he's going to debut his first storytelling. It's going to be on a backup story on Action Comics number 1000. Lucky son of a gun. <laughs> now, we know that that, that story itself is going to be written by... The main one should be Dan Jurgens. Dan Jurgens. So, uh, I mean, he's the one who's been writing it up to uh, up to now. Yeah, he's been carrying the Action Comics book, making sure that it's out there and on time for this. What does a backup story mean? So, to me, I feel like this is something where... This is just like, have fun with the character. Or maybe even then, because, okay, I was reading this. I think I got it off Bleeding Cool. And they basically speculated, why did Bendis leave Marvel? Because, of course, all of us are thinking, hey... Bendis leaving Marvel. He left in the middle of Legacy. He's one of their main architects. Um, the EIC, Alonzo, just vanishes mm-hmm. in the thin air. Uh, apparently, he put a post out there. It didn't seem very pro-Marvel. So it's like, ooh, gossip, juicy, juicy, juicy. <laughs> but this story that I heard was basically Bendis went back home. Um, he's also from, I guess, the Cleveland area. So he, he went to the big famous Superman Museum. And he was just looking around at everything, and it's like, I have to write this character before I die. So I think this backup story is basically with him kind of talking to whoever, you know, got him onto DC. I think they basically said, hey, write that feeling down. Give us a story as to why you like Superman, and we're throwing in 1,000. Because the pure name cell is going to help. I mean, when you look at this book, you're going to have Jurgens, Johns. Donner and Bendis because mm. if I remember correctly I think J- uh, Johns and Donner are going to be on there now I hope they don't cheat and just take one of their stories and slap it in the back I thought they would do that I hope but... it's something new but at the same time they're both very busy men yeah but yeah there's going to be something it's be a thick book isn't it oh it's it's getting sold as a hardcover already like it's just going to be its own thing I, I don't doubt you it. Know. It's 1,000, man. It's 1,000. This is like this is the real 1,000. This isn't yeah. cheesy like, oh, you know, here's we, where we're... This is where Superman yeah. was. We put in a bunch of these issues yeah. and then, yeah, 1,000. Yep. No, this, so this is 1,000 this is, this issues. Is it, I know? mean, we do have double double issue years or months. Like, we do oh, yeah. two, two issues a month like to get to that 1,000. We even had back in, I want to say it was the late 80s, Action Comics Weekly. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. When you look at the behind-the-scenes stories on that, they were like, we were literally eating at a subway drawing Superman. <laughs> and, 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 or not, not necessarily just Superman. Superman only had the two middle pages, but it was like a Green Arrow story, a Green Lantern story, a Black Canary story, a Nightwing story, a Dead Man story, the, the Secret Six you know, just all these random characters because it was action comics. So it's like, all right, this is going to be our spotlight book. Let's throw something in here, see what happens. So let me ask you this. After 1000, is Jurgen still writing? I say yes. I would give it to him because what has he done to not be on the book? I'm not saying... Oh, no, no, I get it. It's not like it's a punishment, but maybe he's like, okay, I've written... X amount of issues of yeah, Superman like maybe this is now where he's like, okay, I want to write my Booster Gold book now. Yeah, I, I, I want, I stayed on this book to get there. I mean, unless he wants to leave, I would keep him on there just to keep the continuity of voice, and then maybe you could ask him like, okay, well, do you want to do, do you want to throttle back and, you know, yeah, right, right, give me a four issue arc and then we'll let you bench for six and stuff like that. I could see that. I mean, I mean, I just thinking with with. 1000 being Jurgens and then obviously John Johns and Donner and then Bendis that it's, it's it could be a literal passing of the baton and then issue 1001 is Bendis's start of Action Comics. Well, I see it more the Superman book is where you put Bendis 
That's where I see it. I, I, I say let Superman, because to me, action is going to be the Metropolis big screen stuff. Mm-hmm. And Bendis can do it, but he's also better at dialogues. And you put him in a family book with Lois and Jonathan, mm-hmm. and you let him go nuts with that. And especially with him, he's got younger kids. I, I, you capitalize on That's why Pete Tomasi does great with that book. And again, I don't want to see Pete Tomasi get punished. You know, it's like, well, leave this book with this character you've created. You, like, he didn't create Jonathan, but he's definitely given him his soul and his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets forced off of that. But maybe that's where you have Tomasi really fire all guns on Super Sons. Bendis bring up Superman, emphasis on the man, and keep Jurgens on for the action. And that's how you group edit that line, as I say. Or, You're welcome, uh, Johns. <laughs> or, uh, uh, you know, maybe you have Superman and you have uh, action, and then we get uh, Man of Tomorrow again, or Man of Steel. Or... Yeah, maybe we, 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 we stop making them weekly books and we put out other books you know so yeah you're right bring back the man of steel title the adventures title or the man of tomorrow title that could be something and honestly how long has it been since superman died i think we need something we need a big shake-up Ooh, we need I mean, something that's gonna with the the super hyphen man book the one with the the chinese superman right is that isn't that called the adventures of superman i think it's just superman but i i know there's gonna be a change because that one's gonna be like i think they're gonna change it to justice league of china because they Actually, got their own Green Lanterns they're building, now. Yeah, they're building their own league. You yeah. know? So I think that, that there might be a title change. I don't know if it's got hmm. the Adventures part, but God, maybe you're right. Maybe it is the Adventures Superman. I don't think it is, but but I know there's been some changes to it. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? That That's an hour. I would. Uh, I had a great time. I mean, we did we did Spinarak. We did some news. I think uh, we're going to call it an hour there. And Anybody has anything they'd like to throw in? I'd love to love to hear from you. Love to hear what your your thoughts on these subjects. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Chris is also on Twitter as stuff. I should say should being spelled S H U D. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Inst- uh, on Twitter. Also at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and Geek Elite Radio.com is our website. Website. <laughs> I don't know why I said website, but it's website. <laughs> Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programs.